voice of God. And God's voice has become very quiet. That problem is in our life. But really, what should we be waking up to? Should we be waking up to that sound or frustration or annoyance or our to-do list or our anxiety or feeling overwhelmed? Am I going to get sick this week? Is my job going to close this week? Should we be waking up to those things? Or should we be waking up to the sweet sound Son, God, I love you. The truth of God's word that communicates, I have a plan for your life, a will, a destiny, a future, not to hurt you or to harm you, but to give you hope. What are we waking up to? We need to listen to him. We need to pay attention to the words of the prophet Ezekiel. Because we're not waking up to the truth of God. We're waking up to many other things. And we need to wake up to God's voice. We need to come alive in Him. And as a people called by the name of Jesus, as His people, we shouldn't fall prey to the slumber, which is cycles of denial and despair. But we have the opportunity, church, I want to communicate to you this morning, you have the opportunity every day that you wake up to draw into His presence, to hear His voice, to wake up and say, God, let me see and see. Thank you. 
attention to is the responsiveness. It's hard to respond to the voice of God when so many other voices are in your head. When your mind is so scattered to many different other things, God's voice gets lost in the mix, right? We don't hear it because the volume is turned low on God's voice, and the volume is turned up on your boss, on your spouse, on your kids, on the government, on the politics, on the city, on the violence, on the news, on your fantasy football app. I mean, the, 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 the volume is turned up on everything in God's voice, so we don't respond. We tune it out. We tune in to other things. And, and it's so important into God's word because words and thoughts are God's gift to us. It's what sets us apart from creation. No other created thing has words. They may have sound, but we don't have words. Only humans have words. Only humans communicate in that kind of medium, in that kind of powerful form of expression that many different languages and many different dialects Yes. 
people don't that way. They've seen other people break their addiction. They've seen other people overcome sin. They've seen other people change their life, change their marriage, change their kids, change their finances. They see people do that, and it's appealing. It's attractive. I get it. We like to see people who are doing well with God, but people who don't know God will look at a person like that, and they'll say, I want that. I want that. I want this. I want the Spirit of God to fall on me like it fell on that person. But what they don't want to do is they don't want to stand up. They don't want to first prostrate themselves. They don't want to first listen to what God is saying. They don't want the correction of the Spirit. They just want the blessing of the Spirit. And it doesn't happen that way. You're not some special person who gets to skip to the front of the line and just receive the Spirit without first the humility without first receiving the instruction of the word. So the Spirit falls on Ezekiel and he spoke to him and he set me on my feet and I what? I listened. I listened carefully to God's word. Ezekiel receiving the word of God. Friend, if you're here today and you've been languishing, you've been slumbering and you're wondering, what is it going to take to break me out of this? How am I going to break this? What am I going to Nice, Tom. 
captured some of the food of the children. He cast them to dogs. This is a very good and I preach the message on this. And it's interesting that for some people they would hear that and they would say, Is Jesus calling this woman a dog? He was using the culture's reference to Gentiles. Uh, the Israelites saw Gentiles as dogs, these people who were not no more than anything. They were outsiders, they were not God's chosen. So Jesus knew when he spoke that word, those around him would understand what he was saying. He would say, woman, everyone around here looks at you as someone who's unworthy of me. Should I give some of the food that's for them to a dog like you? It's a rhetorical question. Jesus already knows what he's going to do. The woman gives an even stranger response. The woman says, Lord, even dogs will settle for the crumbs from the master's table. Jesus, I don't need you to come to my house. I don't need you to lay hands. 
that 
Christ as regarding God's word, regarding God's word. Let us love it, live in it, eat it, drink it, lie down in it, walk in it, stand in it, swear by it, live in it, and rest in it. The word, the word, the word. The word. All your reading of the word doesn't matter much if you don't fully take it in. All your speaking of the word won't matter much if you're not living from the word. So what does Ezekiel do? He ate the word of God. In Ezekiel chapter 3 and verse 2, he says, So I opened my mouth, and he fed me the scroll. God fed him the word, and Ezekiel consumes the word of God. Fill your stomach with this, God says, and when I ate it, I tasted as sweet as honey. Thank you. 